You're listening to Tales from the First Tee. This is your host, Rich Easton, recording from beautiful Charleston, South Carolina. Is there a place for political conversation on the golf course? I mean, I think the broader question is, is there a place for political conversation anywhere if you're on opposite ends of the spectrum? I grew up in a household that was primarily democratic. I mean, both of my folks came from immigrant parents that had left countries because of oppression. So they wanted a voice, and they believed that the Democrats had their backs. And all of their friends seemed to be the same way. I mean, they're, you know, all of their parents might not have come from the same countries, but they all came from another country to make good in the United States. And so almost every time my parents would have their friends over for drinks, within an hour or so, there'd be loud conversation about the Republicans and all the problems with the Republicans. But it didn't seem to be as vicious as today. So years later, I would go to college, and I went to the small college upstate New York and studied political science. And so by my senior year, I had taken around 12 different classes in political science. And the size of the student population was pretty small in the school. So our classes were like 10 and 20 students. So everybody's voices were heard. And there was certainly a diverse group of people from different backgrounds in my class. And, and I mean, there were some very tough conversations about the right way to govern, but it seemed like our discourse was such that everybody heard the other person, we all took our hard positions, but over time, you might hear something from the other side that made some sense that you didn't hear growing up. And I get that real-life politics and discussions in college are two different things. I mean, it's really all about resource management, and you're not really managing any resources when you're in college. But when you get out in the real world, how you're governed means everything. I remember in one of my classes, we had a student who decided to go to college after he went and fought in the Vietnam War. Now, he had an entirely different impression of politics than I did. I mean, I felt like the wool was being pulled over my eyes. I mean, what this student, and I think his name was Bob Moyer, taught me is you got to question things if things don't seem right. And I think we've had reason over years to question some of the decisions our government has made. I mean, you have to. The Vietnam War, and he was in it, and he had a whole different perspective. And Watergate and some of the things that Clinton was doing in the Oval Office. I mean, we certainly have a right to question, you know, who we put in office. I try to listen to this talk show host, Michael Smirkanish, on the POTUS channel on Sirius Radio every day. And he's written a few books, and I've read them. And really what he speaks to is there is this discourse, and it's changed. And it's very aggressive, it's very divisive. And a lot of that's been fueled by talk radio whether it's right-wing media fueled by you know, people like Rush Limbaugh, Glenn Beck, Sean Hannity, or even Howard Stern. We are polarizing ourselves to the left and the right, and it's really hard to come in the middle and have a conversation. And while we continue to argue with each other about what we believe are facts 
and what I believe is disinformation and misinformation from both sides of the political spectrum, we've got to sleep with one eye open because of things that are going on in China, Russia, and the Middle East. Who doesn't want manufacturing to come back to the United States if you live here in the United States? I mean, one of the challenges is the cost of labor in Southeast Asia and China is so much lower than here in the United States. And their lifestyles are different. And certainly China is getting, you know, certainly getting up to and surpassing the United States in lifestyle in some places. But they could make things cheaper and they copycat things that we manufacture. I've seen it in several companies I've worked with. And so they turn around and they sell it back to the United States or it's companies from the United States that have the manufacturing done there because the labor is cheaper. Because we want to buy things as inexpensive as possible and live the lifestyles that we want to live. I mean, if we had to make everything in the United States, I'm not sure that we can afford what we could make. So I go back to my first question. Is the golf course a place to have a political conversation? And I say, no. It's the wrong place to have that kind of discussion. Shit. I'm just trying to find my natural swing and my natural putting stroke on every shot. Who needs to be told that they're an idiot or an asshole between shots? It just doesn't help. You're listening to Tales from the First Tee, which happened to be broadcast this time on the second day of the election where we still don't know who's going to win the presidency. But I know this. In today's day and age, whoever is not victorious is not going down easy. It's just not the way things are anymore. It's the new American way. I'm your host, Rich Easton, broadcasting from beautiful Charleston, South Carolina. 